0: Episode four, Jerry, Mike, and the boys. Um, Interesting week so far. Um, From football, we got football on a Tuesday this week, so that's pretty—it's pretty unique. Um, Obviously, with everything going on COVID-wise, that's uh, not necessarily surprising. Um, But yeah, um, as a heads up before I kind of jump into it, uh, the Thursday night game that was coming up this week is going to be pushed to Sunday, um, so there is no Thursday game. Um. So hopefully the uh, the Bills Titans game Tuesday night can hold you guys over until Sunday. Uh, before we jump into it, how we doing, guys?
1: I think we're doing pretty good. Um, as uh, Colton might say, or is that, there's like the one song that goes like "Crowd going up on a Tuesday," and I don't know how <laughs> I don't know what that song is. So um,
2: what's club going up? And it's Tuesday <laughs> cool. by
1: McConan. So okay, nice, well. nice, nice try, buddy. All right. Well, I try to be with the cool kids, and this is what I get.
2: I don't think I said that once. <laughs> I have never Quite
0: heard right. him say those words ever. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, whatever. Dev Tank.
0: <laughs> but hey, at least we don't have to worry about a copyright with how bad that uh, reenactment was from Eric.
1: <laughs> You're darn right. That's what I tried to avoid. How's how's Yikes. Dev Tank doing?
3: Yikes. <laughs> oh, I'm doing doing excellent. My my hips finally finally getting some some feeling, some stre- a little bit of strength back. But you know. It's going to be a long recovery. It's got to take it day by day.
0: You're back uh, to crutches people. now, right?
3: I am actually down to one crutch. So oh, very nice. Put a, little, put, put a little bit of weight on there. But...
0: Peyton, steal the other one from you?
3: Uh, yeah. You know you know how it goes sometimes.
0: We're going to leave that one alone so she doesn't take the other one from you then. All right. <laughs> um, before we jump into uh, some... Pre or some reviews of the games. Uh, we're gonna look at some locks um, from week five. Um, pretty good week, boys. Uh, we all nailed our locks this week. So, um, I took the Texans over the Jags. Uh, Colton ended up picking the Steelers over the Eagles, which looked to be a tighter game than most people had expected for the vast majority of it until Mr. Chase Claypool decided to have his welcome to the NFL moment. Um, Eric took the Panthers over the Falcons in a divisional matchup. And I think this week, Devin deserves a little bit of airtime for his pick of the Raiders over the Chiefs. I think yeah, as a well, yeah, we can agree that none of us really thought it was going to happen except for Devin. Um, and lo and behold, it came true. So what were your, uh, what was your leading thought kind of behind that decision come into the last week?
3: So,, uh, well, I think a lot of it was just a hunch, you know. Um, a lot of, a lot of what kind of went into that decision was primarily the fact of Oakland's offense actually starting to get a little momentum going into that game, I think. Um, my only uh, worry was is the fact that it was an arrowhead. I mean, granted, the crowd wasn't much of a factor to begin with, anyways. But all in all, I mean, it was it was just I uh, I don't want to say it was too surprising, but I I know a lot of people that uh had the Chiefs pick to begin with, so
2: yeah, it was a it, heck of a pick.
3: Yeah, and
1: and you doubled down on the Raiders. You picked them against the Patriots. They lost, and then you doubled down. You picked them here against the Chiefs in a game where they're not favored. So you get mad props for doing that and i think we as a group deserve a pat on the back because we never get all four of these right well eric <laughs> it right. you was your fault last week yeah okay well
2: and if it's the one time we don't put a parlay down
1: <laughs> yeah right? right we didn't bet on Man, it but
3: i even i even missed it by a point too like you to put money down on that whew. big one. Well,
0: yeah, you know, I think it's it's good for us yeah, to string fun. some of these non money picks together, and then maybe we'll actually be able to do something that benefits us in the end, or we'll just be bad at it when we actually put money down. But I think it's been it's been a constructive couple of weeks for pitch for us, so it's good good job, guys. Pat yourself on the back. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that game just came down to the Raiders' offensive efficiency. Um, Carr was. Probably as good of a QB as you could have expected. Uh 22 of 31, 347, three touchdowns and a pick. Only got sacked once. Um and to throw for almost three hundred and fifty yards with, you know, Rudge, Aguilar, and Waller being your, you know, your top three targets, which they're not awful, but obviously it's easy for a defense to try to focus on those targets to kind of shut down the attack. I think that was pretty impressive from the Raiders. Um you know, Jacob's gotten the end zone twice. Uh, but the Raiders defense just they they bottled up Edwards Hilaire, only you know, forty yards on ten carries. Um, obviously Kelsey and Hill got theirs, that's no surprise. Um, uh, but they were able to bottle it up quite well. Um I know come into the year, Devin, you you were really running that uh, that Mahomes Tyreek stack in our uh, keeper fantasy league. You've been happy with the results so far?
3: Oh yeah, definitely. I mean even with uh, the results of the game the other day, Mahomes still put up like 29.8 points, I think. And then Hill had about 15. So, I mean, it, I was really hoping I could get Kelsey to get that, that, that third guy in my stack. But, you know, it is what it is. You just live to, live to find another day. Maybe next year I can get him.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's 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 a lot of, you know, firepower, reliance on one team. And if one player goes down, you know, it's kind of kind of weighs heavier on the other options but no i i I see where you're coming from with that um okay so jump into some uh primetime game uh reviews uh we're gonna start with the thursday night contest uh buccaneers against the bears in chicago um bears squeaked out a 2019 win um no one really kind of thought that the bears were gonna show up against the a butch defense that's been a, a sexy pick ever since Tom Brady joined. Um, you know, Bears are somehow four and one. Again, we we have a, a bit of a record on this podcast of trashing the Bears. And I might be putting it lightly for our lone Bears fan, Devin. Um but yeah, I it was it was quite impressive. Um I just I don't know. I think the the issues that the Bucks have been facing so far this year just they start and they end with Tom Brady I think you know there's been a lot of pressure put on him ever since he you know signed with them in the offseason there was that storyline of you know is he gonna be able to prove it outside of Bill Belichick and everything and whatnot he did all right um 250 and a touchdown um but he I mean he was obviously down Chris Godwin um Evans was he still commanded the most targets. He had nine, but it just—it was a very inconsistent offensive game. Um, kind of on you know on the other side, QB play. Foles, this was his, you know, his second full game leading the the Bears this year. Um, Eric, did you think he did enough to kind of take the reins for the Bears for at least another game?
1: Oh yeah, at least. Uh... I think that the front office has made it clear that he's going to be the guy moving forward. They got the win; a, uh, a win is a win in a lot of books. So, I think it's it. It was very interesting watching Foles because he showed signs of just unbelievable inaccuracy and uh, missed some really really simple throws and uh, you know just dump offs things like that just completely went out of his hands to no man's land sometimes. And he also showed some signs of finesse, dropping passes in uh, where others might not be able to and showing signs of rhythm. And I think that was the big thing that I took away from the game is uh, these wideouts and seem to have some pretty uh, pretty good rhythm and more consistent rhythm with fulls and that was something that I uh, was not expecting to really see from the game, and uh, and it was enough. He ended up with uh, 30 out of 42 and 243 and a touchdown and a pick, so not great numbers, and it kind of shows just a, uh, a lot of that good and a little bit of that bad, too.
2: Yeah, I think, too, that'll improve kind of as, as time was on. Like, the only second game in a new off season where he didn't at to have an offseason, so he's probably still learning that program. Um, Weapons, Jimmy Graham looks better than he did in Green Bay, and he's still got Allen Robinson, so I think the time will grow with that. But mainly, I don't think he needs to do anything too special. He just needs to not turn the ball over like Trubisky did. Um And their defense is going to win the game. They're, they're just so good on defense. Last year, I didn't think they really lived up to that hype, and I think that's why they were so bad. But this year they they're four and one for a reason, and mainly it's because of that defense. What do you think, Devin?
3: Yeah, I definitely have to agree with you there. Uh, the biggest off-season uh, transaction that they that 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 they made uh, for that defense was actually getting. I think, I think his name is Jalen Johnson, uh, one, another cornerback that they were they were kind of missing on the other side of the field to go with um, Ke- um, Fuller there. And that's that's definitely helped over the course of these first you know five weeks. I mean, it's really evident. Not not very many teams have been able to pass on them. And you know, not only that, you you just take a look at what Cleo um, has been able to do this year with having uh, Robert Quinn on the other side of the line. I feel like he's been able to to really let loose and um, get get some of that attention off of him, to say the least. But and then on the other side of the ball, I've I've really enjoyed what Allen Robinson has been doing. He he deserves that big con- contract extension that everyone's been talking about. I mean, he's he's made he he just he's the workhorse of that that offense, in my opinion. Considering they don't have much of a run game, so
0: sixteen targets is obviously nothing to bat your eyes at. Um, obviously, Foles knew where his top target was, and he found him early and often. Um, Carlton Davis was kind of given uh, Robinson a, a bit of a fit, especially on that that really crazy uh, tipped ball where Robinson tried to catch the bat shoulder. He tipped it up in the air, and Davis, you know, picked it off and took it back. Um, but I think the biggest surprise of the the Bears' offense was Montgomery getting eight targets in the passing game. Obviously, you know, he only brought in thirty yards on seven catches for averaging under five yards a, a you know a catch, which is not great, Bob, but um, he, he was able to turn that performance in to help salvage his putrid 10 for 29 on the ground while he did have a rushing touchdown um I think if he's able to command more of that passing work with you know Cohen out for the year I think that really opens up the bears offense a bunch um but but I would also agree Eric when you were saying that uh, full's inaccuracies were were quite obvious too I mean he missed mooney on that really open uh corner route to the sideline where he just completely underthrew it and like threw it almost out of bounds at that point. You just got to work through a couple of those elements.
1: Right. And, uh, I guess my, my one question for dev for dev tank is what, what's your confidence level in Matt Nagy as opposed to last week? Cause last week you really, uh, I mean, after the tough loss, you really put him on blast, but, uh, did it go up significantly? Uh, did the play calling seem to improve, uh, fit the game plan a little bit better this week? To you, in your eyes,
3: I definitely thought that the game planning was better. Um, I I didn't really see Cordell uh, Patterson out in the field a whole lot, which I, I to me it just blows my mind why he's even in there at running back. He's I see him as you know your typical return specialist with the occasional. Just throwing him in at maybe like a tight end slot position, but yeah, Nag- Nagy's game planning this week was much better. But you know, I think a lot of that has to deal with Foles getting on on track with him too. I mean, you saw it in the game. He Foles wanted to go hurry up offense at the end there, <clears throat> and you know, like he was pretty much just getting on Nagy like, hey, like what's going on? I'm I'm trying to run the offense here. We, we can't be huddling up, you know. So, but I I, I definitely seen an improvement. So.
0: It seemed like Nagy was almost getting in Foles' way a little bit with that hurry up kind of like you were talking, Devin. Um, for some reason, he didn't want to stick with what was working, uh, which I thought was really interesting. Um, but, I mean, like you said, the offense made it work. It wasn't pretty. But being 4-1 and one in the NFC that looks to kind of be having some some irregularities um, across the entire conference is, is pretty important. Um Vikings-Seahawks game, uh, that was that was a game. That was a very up-and-down game. Um, Seahawks decided not to score until the third quarter, and then they somehow came out with a 27-26 win. Um, obviously, uh, having fans in this podcast of NFC North teams, it always makes you feel warm inside when the Vikings lose, regardless of the situation. Oh, yeah.
1: This is one that we yeah. can rally behind. I love this. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, it, this was this was just a fun game to watch uh, for for a lot of reasons. You saw some things, uh, I think, on both sides of the ball that you hadn't seen so far this year, which was nice. Uh, and then you saw some of the same old story. Uh, Russell Wilson is, I, he, he's just so accurate, and I don't understand like. Maybe it's the routes, but I mean he hits the deep balls all the same, and I just I don't understand how that just that happens. And uh, you know, a few weeks ago, I was so firmly planted in the Josh Allen MVP side, and a fourth quarter comeback with this team in this situation uh, in a game that is not in conference and just one of those games that that needs to. Uh, affirm how good you really are from russell wilson led by russell wilson throwing some just darts in there uh including the one to metcalf in the end zone is just super impressive and uh it's that's the kind of thing i want to see from an nfl mvp
2: can we so good
0: can we just take a, a a vote right now of who we think at this point the NFL MVP is, regardless of bias, regardless of whatever, what you've seen on the football field, who do you think as of right now the MVP is? I'm going to go down the list and start with Devin.
3: Russell Wilson, hands down. There's there's no competition at all there, in my opinion. Okay. Colton?
2: Yeah, I, I mentioned Wilson during our first episode, so I, I, don't, I don't see anything that's going to take away my vote on Wilson yet.
0: Obviously, Eric, you cast your vote, but any other evidence?
1: No, I mean I, honestly it's the, honestly, it's the eye test like he's he's doing it's like he's doing the flashes of Patrick Mahomes and he's doing the flashes of Lamar Jackson. I mean, he's fast and and he's doing the flashes of Aaron rodgers. He, it, it's like you take all that bundle it together and then you just and and the community is finally looking at this guy who's been just just uh, aces through the first however many years of his career it
0: it's it's looking like it's time can we and again you guys are gonna absolutely just destroy this for being a homer pick and i you know exactly where i'm going with this too but can we at least talk about aaron Rodgers' season so far he it's it's been an mvp caliber he is on pace to put up higher numbers than he did when he's won the MVP before. But why is he not being talked about? Is it because he's been here before? Is it because Wilson's a sexy pick? Is it because you know America likes to look at the Seahawks because of X, y, and z? I mean, what what's what's putting Rogers out of the spotlight when he clearly deserves to be in the race just as much as Wilson does?
2: I think he. Agree- I think he does deserve to be in the race. I just think people like the fresh faces, right? So like that's why Josh Allen was the fresh pick. Kyler Murray was brought up, and obviously Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's never even received a vote. Isn't that crazy? We don't get on that topic, but like, I just think people like what's new, and they think Rodgers is like, ah, oh, he's been there. We're not going to vote for him.
0: But why does Again. why why would why does Brady fall into the conversation of so many years in a row when he's not a new face either?
2: I, just think- I- Brady's the goat. That's why he's always brought up.
0: I, I,
1: and people like big games too. Uh, Russ came out that very first week and put up like five touchdowns or something that first week, and then followed it up with like three or four more. It, people remember those types of games a lot more than just putting up consistent numbers. And putting up five touchdowns in week one, it's it's very easy to look at that and have that carry over. And have that get more votes. I, think, I can
2: see too to that point, Eric, is like the Packers have just been good. They don't have to come back and meet anybody when the Seahawks had to make that comeback play. And like that's what makes it more exciting, per se, where Rodgers can just go out there and do his thing and then go have fun at the bench. Right.
3: Yeah, I I definitely I definitely think um defense, the Seattle's defense just isn't what Green Bay's defense is? I mean, take a look at the stats. The other night, they gave up like 449 yards to the Vikings. You know, it, Russell Wilson's just this for the first five weeks. It just seems like he's been carrying the team more so than you know anyone else on that on that team. So,
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and I'm gonna say that at the end of the year, I think Rodgers finishes in the lead over Wilson in touchdowns. Fewer interceptions and passing yards, but he doesn't, he somehow doesn't get the respect that he needs to get the MVP. As much as that doesn't make sense, I still think something's going to happen where, like, he'll put everything up on paper that you need, yet he doesn't somehow get the votes for it. It's going to be, it's going to fit into the 2020 mantra of everything is weird.
2: Yes, yeah. we'll see. I,
3: I think I think Rodgers. The only thing that'll give him an edge in the MVP department is you know taking rece- like these no-name receivers and just you know putting up these absurd numbers. You know because he doesn't have a DK Metcalf or a Tyler Lockett. I mean he's got Devonte he Adams. Yeah, he's got Devonte Adams, but I mean, who who else is, do you really have? You know.
0: Nope, fair enough. So
3: that's just, that's just my take on it. So.
0: Yeah. I, I think, I think Wilson is definitely in the conversation and so is Rogers. I think they have both put a really, really solid start to their seasons together. Um, And that just makes it better for us as fans is, you know, they, they keep on these record paces and hopefully we get to experience the success for a while now. Colton, you had taught, or we had talked about um, receiving weapons for the Seahawks um, Metcalf, especially you know only 22 what kind of potential do you think that he has um even you know outside of this year just in his career even if he doesn't stay in seattle
2: well i think he's great um just based on his body type he reminds me of megatron and I think having him attached to Russell Wilson for at least the next five years, depending on how long both of them stay in Seattle, like that could be a 10 year partnership. Like he could have a better career. That's his ceiling than Megatron. I, I know that's a pretty bold prediction, but I just think his talent is there and being partnered with Russell Wilson makes it actually achievable. Um, Nothing to take away from Matt Stafford, but he, he's just not Russell Wilson. I think to see them grow together in year two is outstanding.
0: I think what might hinder um, Metcalf in that conversation just a little bit is the fact that the Seattle offense is way more two-dimensional than any Lions offense ever was, really.
2: Oh, for um, sure. Yeah, I agree.
0: So the fact that they actually have a running game, they don't have to rely on you know, Wilson throwing the ball 50 plus times every game is could definitely hurt targets. Um, But I think Metcalf surely has not only the physical traits, but, you know, all the intangibles that you look for in a, a huge vertical threat that can turn into a, a top notch receiver. And he's, he you know, he's well on his way for that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the talent is there for sure. If he lives up to that potential and he makes it that ceiling, I think he can do it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um Quick note on Delvin Cook um had a great first half um you know he was looking to come out and continue his really solid uh, performance in the second half uh had a groin injury uh went to the locker room didn't look good came back out went in for a play and then was on the sideline for the rest of the game um good news is that he had his helmet on so obviously it wasn't like uh take your helmet away this is not good kind of thing uh mri results came back today it was an abductor strain um not sure about his status for this upcoming week. Uh it's a really good looking game too, which makes it tough. Um, you know, obviously any team that plays the Falcons is got a really good advantage on their offense. Um and Cook would thrive here. Um, but wouldn't be surprised if they sat him down since they have a week seven by, give him two weeks to rest up and hopefully get him healthy for the rest of the season. So um Yeah,
2: that would be my guess. What they if do. that's the
0: case. Uh, Alexander Madison, who absolutely just commanded the touch share after Cook went down. He had 43 snaps in the second half alone. Um, is If he's not picked up yet, he needs to be your top waiver wire edition of the week. No questions asked, hand down. He automatically becomes a top 10 back this week. Kind of could fill, like, the Mike Davis role for what he's been doing in Carolina. Um, But that that Falcons defense is prime pickings for Madison moving forward. Uh, Monday night game, Chargers-Saints. This this week in general was just absolutely impressive in terms of crunch time, down-to-the-wire contests, and the Monday night game with the Chargers and the Saints was no different. Justin Herbert was absolutely fantastic yet again. 20-34, uh, to 34, 264, four touchdowns. That Saints secondary is not in the top ranks of the league, but it's no slouch either. Um, Mike Williams, it ain't trash. It's, it's not, not trash. Exactly. Uh, Mike Williams regularly abused Marshawn Lattimore, which is not something I expected come into the game, uh, but Herbert looked his way a lot. Um, also looked to Keean Allen, um, Colton's favorite oft-injured player. Um, <sighs> and was real. targeted him a bunch, <laughs> shot him a touchdown before he was out with back spasms. Um, that Chargers offense just looked super, super fluid. Um, it was all because of Herbert. You know, The big stage didn't really slow him down at all. Um, Eric, you were kind of making a comment during the game last night about how you liked Anthony Lynn's um, kind of offensive... Um, approach. Did you think they were pretty well spreading the ball out last night?
1: Yeah, I I loved it. Uh, And I thought that was even more impressive than just Herbert himself was the coaches seemed to put together a game plan and an offensive scheme for this game to win the game with Herbert. And I think that was really crucial in his success in this game even though they didn't win so i am trending up on anthony lynn uh he uh, just good he was using tight end screens that worked and in the right times the running back usages with uh justin jackson and joshua kelly uh were were good and they were fairly efficient And involving them in the passing game was also good. And then Mike Williams, man, he's just a beast of a guy. Uh, Using him in the red zone is the right thing to do, and they did. So I just think that Anthony Lynn really showed prowess in, in this game in terms of putting together an
0: offensive scheme and that whole coaching staff as well. I think Shane Steichen was—he was definitely on his A game last night against that Saints defense. Uh, Chargers OC was uh, mixing up very well. Um, I was very interested to see that Jackson commanded more tar or more carries than Kelly did, fifteen to eleven. Um, obviously, Kelly was more of the power back, and Jackson's the the scat back. But Jackson put up seventy-one yards on fifteen carries, and he also got six targets and he reeled in five for twenty-three. That's a solid performance, and it looks like the Chargers are going to be fine for the couple weeks that Eckler is out for now. Um, Speaking of offensive kind of uh, experiments and injuries or whatnot, Saints kind of have a bit of a mess with uh, Michael Thomas and Taysom Hill going on. Isn't that right, Colton?
2: Yeah, it's just sad. You can clearly see the Saints miss Michael Thomas, have him out there. They have no deep threats. Um, When they try to go deep, that's when... Brees overshot his receiver, and that led to the interception. It was just—it's so hard. You can clearly see they try to force feed Kamara. And we kind of talked about this yesterday too—is his usage is way down. So maybe they're trying to just limit him. Hopefully, make the playoffs and then use him a little bit more. Use Murray kind of while he's on there. Um, that, he'll come back next week after the bye is over. So I think that's good. But Taysom Hill—that he's fumbled in the last two out of three last two out of the three last games. The, oh, just, really? And why are you using him on third downs and like other crucial plays? Like, Why don't you use him on like, first down at the 50-yard line to try to pick up some random yards, Um, maybe get a big play? But he he's he clearly just not good enough, especially when you're replacing Drew Brees with Tasm Hill. It's, Sean Payton needs to just use him less, in my opinion.
0: Super happy to see that they gave him that much money in the off as their backup QB slash offensive weapon slash disappointment. I'll take that money instead if you want to waste it, Sean Payton. <laughs> yeah,
2: me too. Um, <laughs> yeah, there
0: you go. Perfect. I like it. Um, Devin, you have this weird fantasy of always talking about uh, kickers hitting uprights with footballs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Bruh,
3: I, 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 I had to look away. And you know, I, I look I look I looked away and it and it happened. It just doink like uh, it's like it's like PTSD, like, like come on.
0: At least it there, only hit like, once
3: though. Okay. Oh yeah. Man. Just I, I tell doink. you what I, I wasn't sure how I felt about the, the play calling there at the end with with that because it seemed like Herbert, you know I mean the second half you the offense wasn't rolling along as as well as it did the first half, but I would have liked to have seen him try to get closer just for the sake of the field goal kicker. You know, Money Badger what 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 is his name? Money Money Badger Mooney or something like that. Michael Badley. <laughs> Michael Badger. Bad- you Mooney? Mooney. <laughs>
0: <I know. laughs> you combine his nickname and the last name of the second Bears receiver, but next time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Bears right? on the mind. <laughs> <laughs>
3: But come on, man! Why are you giving yourself that nickname if you can't even make a clutch field goal at the end? Like that—that <laughs> just—that lead—that leads into my my potato of the week. But you know, we'll, we'll we'll get to that point. But besides that, I I have really enjoyed you know what I've seen with uh, Justin Herbert. He's just he's he's going to be that leader of the team here, here within the next year or two, if not the remainder of the season. He's just. If they if they get him a better offensive line, like watch out. Like I, I'm I'm sold on this team.
0: I think it's it's fair to say that this most recent draft was one of the best QB producing ones, at least so far. Obviously with you know Joe Burrow going first to Cincy, he's been amazing for that franchise so far. Um, Herbert's been really good for the Chargers once he got his opportunities. Tua is obviously yet to step foot in an NFL game, uh, but he looks to have the the right people around him in Miami, um, not just coaching staff-wise, but also like human being-wise. They're not trying to rush him into a game because they know his his overall health long-term is more important than winning games now. Um, and that's not something that you see with every team. So I think so far, this has been a, a really impressive um, draft so far. Let's just hope that, Jordan Love fans out, too. But we're not going to talk about that. (laughs) Next. Um, So, yeah. So, we're going to look ahead to week six now. Uh, We're going to give some good start-sit options at the QB, running back, receiver, and tight end positions. Um, I'm going to start it off with uh, good old journeyman Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, Dolphins go ahead and face the... Not They faced the Broncos, not the Jets. My notes were wrong. Um, they face the Broncos this week. Um, I think this could be the game that Drew Locke... Never mind. I am looking at the wrong schedule because it's the Broncos and the Patriots this upcoming week. Is that correct? Wow, you pulled a me. I did yeah. pull a you. <laughs> <That> <laughs> yes, sounds right. <laughs> um, so, Dolphins-Jets. That's, that's what it is, and that's what we're going with. Um, anybody against the Jets is obviously a good option um fitzpatrick just completely torched the niners defense last week surprising pretty much everybody um and while Tua's time is getting closer and closer every week i think uh fitzpatrick is in line for another solid game um should be able to involve miles gaskin Devontae parker preston williams and hopefully this is another big game for mike kasicki because god knows my fantasy teams need it um Running back start of the week, uh, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Colts facing the Bengals. Um, I mean, Taylor's just been—he's been solid this year. There really is no other way to look at it. Um, Colts are heavy favorites, seven and a half, so they get the um, the touchdown and the hook at home. Um, Taylor's the lead back there, obviously, um, and he's just been using that really solid offensive line to his advantage. Bengals are. Very not good on defense, and again, I think that's putting it lightly. Um, they should be up early. Hopefully Taylor gets a workhorse role, and he turns in another 100-yard contest. Uh, receiver start of the week, uh, going to the Lions-Jags game. Uh, Kenny Gallaudet, Um, he's obviously kind of playing his, his way back from his injury that started off his season slow. Um, he connected with Stafford on a touchdown last week on, I believe it was four catches. Um, so kind of low volume, um, but this looks like it could be one of those games where it turns into a a weird shootout between two middle-of-the-road to below-average teams. Um, right now, C.J. Henderson uh, is questionable. The shoulder injury, even if he does play, it won't be 100%. Gallaudet could be a, a really solid pick moving forward. Obviously, he is that big name, so um, make sure he's, he's in your lineup um, this upcoming week. And then tight end start, uh Dalton Schultz for the Cowboys um against the Cardinals on Monday night. Um this is gonna be a really interesting game, especially with Andy Dalton taking over for the really unfortunate season ending injury for Dak Prescott.
2: Oh, brutal. That's um, brutal. Prayers yeah. up
0: to to him and his recovery, hoping that he uh comes back just as strong and as healthy as he was before the injury. Um but in steps, Andy Dalton. Uh, obviously the uh the former TCU and Bengals QB is he's brought in for a reason and he's probably one of the better QB two options, you know, in the league. Um and nothing better than um a tight end to help get Dalton acclimated to an offense that has a ton of weapons on it. Yeah. Um, love this pick. So I think, you know, the Arizona defense is also very, very trash against tight ends and Schultz's gotten the the targets that Jarwin was supposed to get before he tore his ACL. Um, so I think Schultz has got a really good chance to to break out this week. Uh, Colton, you want to have some sits?
2: Yeah, um, so quarterback Teddy Bridgewater against the Bears. The Bears have yet to give up a 300-yard Stop, passer all season. Um, even in that high-scoring game against the Falcons, it didn't come from Matt Ryan. Um, he threw for 230 yards and one touchdown and a pick. Held Tom Brady in check. He's held, they've held Matt Stafford in check. So three great quarterbacks all held in check this season. So I wouldn't start Teddy on um, the situation. This is kind of a bold pick here. I wouldn't start Cream Hunt. I know they're without Nick Chubb. But other than that one play, Miles Sanders would have finished the game with six carries for six yards. Like It just, just happened to like one play loose. So... Other than that, like, the consistency is not there. They shut down Saquon Barkley in week one. We all saw that one. Granted, Giants offense is... Well, we don't even talk about that. But I just, I would be worried starting any running back against the Steelers. The front seven is way too good. Eric and I are going to disagree on this one. I'm going to sit Stephon Diggs versus the Chiefs. They do a really good job at shutting down the big deep threats for wide receivers for all the teams. Interesting. And they What they do is, you know, oh, you're going to get down against the Chiefs, so you're going to throw them, and it just doesn't tend to work. So I don't I don't trust Devon Diggs in that situation. Great player, but I just don't think it's his week next week. Um, lastly is Hayden Hurst. He was kind of the big guy in the beginning of the season where everyone thought he was going to break out. Sounds like even without Julio Jones out of that lineup, the Falcons can't do anything offensively. It's a great matchup against Minnesota, but until the Falcons show me that they're going to use Hayden Hurst, it's not good. I, just, I can't imagine putting putting him in your lineup until he proves to you that he actually can do it. Yeah,
3: um, I, I, I agree with you there, Colton. Yeah, it's, it's just tough.
2: A, I br- he's, it's brutal. It was my he's my tight end one. <laughs> he's been you know, a, he's been a bust a like all season. <laughs> it's brutal. But Eric, what are your uh, starts?
1: Yeah, so uh, I guess uh, QB, uh, I'm going to start. Uh, I'm never going to say these words ever again. I'm going to start Kirk Cousins. Boo. Yeah, right. Oh, it hurts. Just uh, I need mouthwash. Yeah. Oh. We all hate the Vikings so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I start uh, Kirk Cousins. It's just a really good matchup against uh, a, a broken downtrod atlanta defense uh he it, in this offense uh you can you can almost guarantee that he's going to at least put something on the board and with uh delvin cook out, it might mean they have to throw the ball even more than they have already shown they are willing to this year, so uh start him start
0: start all the guys on that offense more likely to you eric uh Madison getting eighteen plus Carries or the running backs in general for the Vikings getting 30 carries? Um. Probably.
1: Madison getting, getting his carries and his touches. I, I can see where this becomes, uh, you know, uh, send a lot of guys over the, over the top of that offense uh, Thielen and Jefferson, send them over the top. And When they're not doing that, they're gonna have Madison working the beneath. Uh, so I'll take Madison on his
0: touches there. I think that made sense. I mean, Madison obviously proved in the second half that he can take the the lion's share of the touches. Um, I just don't know how much Boone's gonna be involved, especially since uh, Gary Kubiak likes his his you know his heavy running scheme. So we'll see what happens. But I, I definitely think I would agree with you there.
2: Yep, yeah, for I agree sure. Too.
1: Uh, My running back uh, start is James Robinson uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars against the Lions this week. Uh, They are home, and uh, James Robinson has been uh, getting his work, Uh, and more importantly, he has been getting passing game work as well and it's just been going up for him. I, he's proving, and he looks good doing it. I think he's, he's he passes the eye test for me as well. Uh, he looks at least good uh, or competent in doing it. And against this Lions defense at home, I I think he's at least going to give you a safe floor. He's he's definitely worth the start, and and he's been consistent, consistently putting up points all season. And then. At the wide receiver position, uh, I will contradict Colton here and say <laughs> Stephon Diggs. Uh, I didn't know we had the same player here, but very interesting. I I put Stephon Diggs as my start of the week uh, at the wide receiver position because of what we just saw the uh, the Raiders do against the Chiefs offense. And the way the Raiders did it was by sending Henry Ruggs, someone speedy over the top and then speedy and then uh, sending other guys elsewhere, you know, Waller and stuff uh, elsewhere to, to clog up the beneath. And I think that the bills can scheme Stefan Diggs in a way, even if it's not throwing over the top, I think he's a good enough route runner where they are going to throw him more in those uh, short to mid range mid range routes uh, and get him involved that way. And I think in, in that way he's they're going to find ways to scheme him open in this game. I think this game could have a lot of points uh, if they are able to do that.
2: Should All we right, do so a, a shot bet? bet on yeah, this? I was gonna Eric? Say there a needs to be bet? a bet.
1: Uh, yeah. What do you want to bet? Uh, oh,
2: oh, a shot. A shot. Oh, yeah.
1: No, I know. Uh, let's.
2: Um, we can over... either do what his projections are, or we can do like 12, 12. 12 and a half.
1: 12 and a half what? Fantasy points. Oh, fantasy points. Um. Oh, I would take the line at 12. In PPR or non-PPR?
2: We, we, well, we played a PPR league.
1: We put, okay, yeah, I'll take, I'll take 12, 12 and a half is, is the line. 12 and a half is the line.
0: Yeah, I'll take that bet. It's,
1: it's, right. it's going Let's over. do it.
2: Let's do cool. it.
0: So, Colton, you're taking the under at 12 and a half, and Eric's taking the over. Yep. All right. May the best player or worst pl-
2: I already regret <laughs> this.
1: Yeah, it's so funny because we've been so bad at fantasy football between the two of us this year that oh, both no. of it's going to end up being like right at 12 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Neither of us can be right this year. And then, uh, my tight end is uh, Hunter Henry. I was very pleased uh, watching the Chargers last night. Uh, his usage was good. Uh, he looked he looked okay. Uh, I got the touchdown that definitely helped his week. And they played the Jets, which is the best. It, it's like a uh, a Christmas gift to whoever plays them. So it's uh it it's going to be a. Uh, Probably a safe floor week for Hunter Henry, I would hope, unless the Chargers uh, get uh, really high in this or really up on the Jets.
0: Hey, uh, Eric, that's not
1: yep. possible if I'm to play the Jets. Yep, and I am just realizing that. Wow! So, so <laughs> for reference, I got uh, as I was saying that I was like, "Wow, they're on by, huh?" Um. All right. Well. Uh, let's see. Well, you know what? He'll just be my start for next week. and uh, until then, just just throw in whoever you like <laughs> because because this the 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 tight end situation in fantasy football has been really dire so far this year. You know if you don't have one of the main guys, uh, Kelsey Waller, and now Kittle is back. If you don't and have Andrews. one of the main guys and Andrews, yeah. you, you've been suffering. So, uh yep. find find good that far. plus mass, match matchup and just hope for a touchdown. I'll Evan throw Adrian one in for you. the
2: Washington football team. Might be, or uh, a good play.
0: Other side Logan Thomas against the Giants.
2: Yep. Both picks are good.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, since we already have our potato nominees of the week, we can't change it to Eric and I's scheduling mishaps. <laughs> Um, we're going to move forward with what we got. So, uh, Eric, since this is your section, uh, we always would like for the creator to lead off. So go right ahead. I appreciate that, Mike. You're
1: such a kind soul. Uh, we have Gardner Minshew's potato of the week. Uh, and, uh, this week I am going with the Houston Texans and why Are they the potato of the week, you ask? Well, because they lost four straight games. Pretty ugly losses, including to the Vikings. Which, in any case, is an ugly ugly loss because the Vikings were in the game. But, they get rid of Bill O'Brien. They bring in, well, they didn't bring in, but uh, Romeo Cornell is the interim head coach. They score 30 points against Jacksonville. And they win the game in a divisional matchup. And, boy, oh boy. That is just uh, that, that. That is just so heartwarming yet so potato to bring in Romeo Cornell To uh, he looked like just a proud grandpa standing on the sideline clapping away. He's like, "Yeah, way to win the game!" And for that reason, the Houston Texans are my potato
0: of the week. I I, I get it. You know, the Texans don't do. Much well, and if they do something well, it's being bad. Um, you know they 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 go out and showcase their inabilities to form a competent team under Bill O'Brien, who should have never been the head coach and GM at the same time um, but yeah, then they completely decide to embarrass the Jaguars and you know just completely keep their their uh their way of running an NFL team around. Um I realized that we decided to skip Devin in our start sit <laughs> options because apparently we don't value his fantasy opinion, which he obviously proved to us earlier with his pick of the Raiders over the Chiefs. So the floor is yours, sir. I apologize.
2: Damn wow. it, Mac. Damn it, Mick.
1: Damn it, Mac. <laughs> <Damn it>, Mac. <laughs> Alright,
3: right. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it. Short and sweet here with my, my fantasy sits this week. Uh, pretty much, we're just going to sit Joe Burrow against that that Indianapolis defense. I, I don't foresee him doing much. Um, and then for running back, we're just going to sit Joshua Kelly. He's been kind of a bust this year. I've been expect, expecting a little bit more out of him. But, you know, it's, it seems as if, you know, last night uh, Jackson got majority of the looks. And then at wide receiver, we're going to go with sitting A.J. Green. I guess T. Higgins has just been Joe Burrow's go-to as of late. Uh, I think he's also – I think Green's also been dealing with some injuries. Uh, But, yeah. Uh, And then moving on to tight end, Zach Ertz. Don't play him. It's the Eagles. That's all I got to (laughs) say.
0: A.J. Green's kind of been sitting this whole year so far, hasn't he? Because he hasn't really done anything
3: yeah he I don't know. i I had some high expectations for him going up going into this year, but I don't know. i I think it it might just be one of those things where it could be injuries, could be also lack of um continuity with you know him and Joe Burrow. Uh, maybe they're not getting on the same page as often. what? I, I have no clue, but yeah, just kind of a disappointment this year so far. Quick question.
1: But, uh, Devin, uh rest of season. Would you rather have uh, uh, as a flex option? Would you rather have Joshua Kelly or Michael Gallup, who has had one good week and then uh, stunk up in since then?
3: Mm, great question.
0: That enunciation um... on the word "stunk" just blew my mind. There, <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it.
3: Stunk. Man, I don't know. I think. I would probably go with Gallup just because Dalton's a veteran. I mean, yes, he's a backup, but he's still got more experience in the league. I feel like he might he might get some more targets per se. Joshua Kelly's still kinda learning in the offense. Yeah, like, love like, it. The Chargers, I feel like. So
2: So you're saying but... you would take Makel Gallup?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I, I, you know, I agree. I would also take Maco Gallup. Moving on. <laughs> All right, uh,
0: Devin, your potato of the week nominee. Who you got?
3: All right, my potato of the week is.
0: Remind, You know Money... what? Don't even say the first name. Just say the second name. Hey,
3: hey, it's it's Money Badger, Michael Michael Bagley. That's better. There, there, we go. I got it right this time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh I mean him at. Like, come on, man! The field goal wasn't even that long. I mean, on top of that, too, just the Chargers as a whole. It was fifty send... yards, buddy. Hey, man! Yeah, if you're if you're kicking long distance field goals of, like fifty nine, like you should be able to hit fifty yards, right?
0: I mean, yeah, he would have, but wasn't the Bears kicker it... supposed to make that too?
3: Hey, man! That. Weather could have affected that kick. I mean, oh, you, you also, shut your damn hey. <laughs> mouth! Don't even continue. I mean, so, hey, somebody got a hand on that ball too, but you know. Anyways, as I was saying, um, the Chargers as a whole, my potato of the week. As much as I don't really want to say this, because you know I I've really enjoyed what I've seen out of Herbert so far, but blowing a seventeen point lead. I mean, we've seen that what. Two or three times this year so far. So yeah, Chargers have I... a,
0: a bit of a reputation to do that this year.
3: Yeah, but that that's that's my potato of the week. So oh.
0: sticking with uh, field goal kicking decisions, Colton, you uh, you have a problem with the Vikings like everybody else does?
2: Oh, <sighs> don't we all have a problem with the Vikings? So here's the deal: I I made my call based on what actually happened, not all of the hypothetical. Situations, right? So obviously, Zimmer is in a different call. Sure, you go for it and he gets it. He looks like a genius, but he didn't, and it didn't pay off. So he looks like a potato. So if you went, keep the field goal, you're up eight and you can't lose in regulation. You have to go all the way down the field. Your team has the momentum. So, and they need a touchdown and a two point conversion. You take the points in that situation. That's just my opinion.
0: Fair. I think the points were definitely the right decision. But if you're a one win team, you really have anything to lose at that point?
2: Well, Mike Zimmer might have his job to lose.
0: He just got extended in the offseason. He ain't going nowhere.
2: Ah, You know how football works. It's always what have you done for me lately?
0: Are you sure? Why'd they extend Kirk Cousins then, too?
2: Because it's the Vikings organization.
0: Exactly why he stays. You like that. (laughs) You like that. (laughs) um my nominee of the week is tom brady's lack of basic numerical knowledge Um, (laughs) ah yes he uh going back to the thursday game he apparently had issues remembering what down it was um so they failed on what was the fourth down conversion to turn the ball over and end the game um but he thought it was third down. Um, there's the meme that's been flying around of him holding up four fingers with a confused look on his face. Like he finally figured out what that number was between three and five. Um, but, yeah, I, he's been in the lead for how long? I mean, he basically has AARP through the NFL at this point. He should know what down it is, what the situation is. This isn't new. Yeah, I you know what? It's fine. But it happened to Brady. I don't have a problem with it, but like it's <laughs> it's like I whatever. Okay. That's that is a good way for the Bears to to win though. So, congratulations, Devin.
3: Hey, man. Khalil Mack knocking him on the ground might have might have gotten to his head too, you know.
0: That's a that's a low concussion blow there, buddy. <laughs> um all right, last section of the week. Uh, we're going to look at locks of the week for everybody. Um, I'll start it off and I'll take the Steelers over the Browns, um, by a touchdown, actually. Um, look, the Browns are the Browns. I said it last week and I'll say it again, that fan base, if they have a winning record, even a 500 record are probably the most toxic fan base that you will come across. They see success. They taste a good record. They taste positivity. They run with it and they will not let you forget it they're the think, Dal-
3: they're they're the equivalent of the dallas cowboys in my opinion
0: yeah it's it's definitely not far off i think that's a very very accurate depiction um problem is the cowboys actually have some results and the the browns don't but that's that's besides the point um but i think the steelers are going to come into this game realizing that that game against philly last week was just too close i think they're in the they're gonna definitely have their way with the with the Browns, um, and kind of like Colton said, you know, Kareem Hunt's not a strong play this upcoming week. Uh, OBJ and Jarvis Landry are gonna be tough to kind of get some production. They'll obviously get their work as they have been, um, but yeah, I think that Steelers team is just looking really, really good, and they're they're gonna assert themselves towards the top with the Ravens in that the AFC North division. Uh, Colton, you uh, sticking with the, the NFC least like you always do, apparently?
2: Apparently. I've been right so far. And last week, I took the Steelers, so...
0: <laughs> well said.
2: <laughs> so, I'm going to take the Giants over the football team by three points, and the Giants finally get their first win.
1: Homer. Devin?
3: Alright. Well, I'm going away from the Raiders this week. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the home team. Gonna gonna pick them to beat the the Panthers by a touchdown. Homer, oh, so, extra spicy pick again, but we'll we'll see. I, I think I think Foles might get that offense on track, so that's a hope, anyways.
1: Defense wins games, man. That yeah. it does. Uh, my pick this week is the Lions over the Jaguars. Uh, by three in overtime I'm gonna call overtime here Uh, uh, a matchup like this always reminds me of uh, of like a Cardinals Lions type of matchup where uh, Lions go away and it's a close game I think fresh off a bye though uh, they will be fresh enough and uh, execute well enough to pull out a win in this game that could be a very sneaky shootout
0: yeah, I think this upcoming slate has a lot of a lot of interesting opportunities to look at. Um, obviously, buyers are starting to pick up too. So make sure you double check that waiver wire. Uh, make sure you kind of look into some moves this week um, and uh, fill out your roster. And make sure you set yourself up to to take another team down this upcoming week. Uh, Devin, before we finish up, you got a little shout out.
3: Yeah, I'd like to give a shout out to my my little brother. who's currently deployed right now. Um. Can't specify where he's at, you know, because OPSEC, operational security stuff, you know, military stuff. But I uh, just wanted to give him a quick little shout out, say, you know, appreciate what he's doing. And uh, look forward to seeing you, you know, hopefully within the next few months, bud, you know, keep doing your thing.
0: Yeah, to you and, you, to you and your brother both, my, uh, my cousin actually just uh, started uh, BASIC out in... Uh, out west as well, so he's kind of getting the acclimation process started. So, yeah, to everybody who you know is in the armed forces or whatnot, we we appreciate your contributions and hope you everybody stays safe. Um, unfortunately, that means that we have absolutely positively no time to talk about the bachelor this week. I am so devastated right now. Hey, <laughs>
1: no,
2: A, A, no. <laughs>
0: we can thank you, talk about this. <laughs> I think I hear, I hear the outro music coming on. What about you guys?
2: No, I think we got time. I think we got six minutes.
0: That's fine. I'll be on <laughs> mute. Have fun.
2: <laughs> Eric, what do you think? So I'll kind of go. So we've seen a lot of rumors about Claire leaving, so we're not sure what that's all about, if Tayshia is really coming in. Um, so from very minimal research in AK, I just looked up the names and the contestants, I'm going to go between either Tyler, who's the lawyer, it seems like lawyers do pretty good, or Yosef, because Eric loves to give fake names at coffee places, so he'll he will now replace Ralph with Yosef. <laughs> that,
1: that's so good. I do love giving fake names. Do you think they'll do you think they'll believe Yosef? Th-
2: that was not a joke. That is real.
1: <laughs> that, that is real. Uh, yeah, I'm like you, Colton. I don't I don't know anything about these guys. All I know is that. There's doubles of Blake, Jordan, Tyler, and Zach. And oofta, that is just, that's pretty incredible. Uh, so I'm going to say none of them win <laughs> because I, if I were, like, the, the contestant, I would never be able to keep them straight. <laughs> Devin?
3: Man, I'll t- I tell you what, I what I always look forward to in these shows is is trying to see who's gonna who's gonna start the the first fight or who's gonna be the alpha male. So I, I would like to know the odds of of who that's going to be and you know who
2: who's gonna who's gonna lay the the first punch so to speak. One hundred percent guaranteed. There's a fight in this episode tonight. Guaranteed. Ooh,
1: all right. Yeah, I'm down.
3: I'm ready. He likes that. I liked it. <laughs>
0: and i need a beer after listening to that absolute <laughs> disaster all right well unfortunately that is all the time we have to talk about that just absolutely invigorating topic um hope you guys have a good week uh catch you guys after uh week six of nfl football um stay safe stay healthy and uh get registered to vote uh see you guys next week have a good week